I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Go ahead and put that seatbelt on. We're driving down Nostalgia City this week. Did you know that the Baywatch theme song is my favorite theme song of all time? Did you know that this may be my favorite pilot of all time? This was honestly the most enjoyable experience I've had watching television. It really was. I'm like generally happy the entire time. Yes, I have to agree. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I could talk about the acting later, but I expected like... I don't know what I expected. Cheese City. And it wasn't It really like it was pretty well acted compared to what I thought it was going to be. There wasn't a lot of fluff. There's some weird like beach puns and a whole lot of like 80s and 90s shit. But overall, mm-hmm. like, they're doing like a pretty earnest job with each of their roles. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Um, does any so- does everyone know we're watching Baywatch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't announce it yet. They'll see it in the title. Oh, my God. I was just so blown away um production value the script they fit a lot in this okay preface it was a tv movie but that's how you do it you're like hey i have this movie i have this like tv show idea we're gonna go all in. Yeah. It wasn't like Battlestar where there was like a mini series that was ahead of it. The TV movie of Baywatch is the pilot episode. So we had to watch it an hour and 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was glorious. And I ate it up. I was like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. The whole time. It was so good. Like, I might just good. seriously watch it. Go back and watch it. I listened to the theme song. Well, first of all, I've always known the theme song to Baywatch. Right up there with Growing Pains, they're my two favorites. But to get pumped up to record, I just listened to three different like seasons in a row of the song to get ready for this. <laughs> I'll be ready. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fantastic montages. Not only in the beginning, but throughout. Fun fact, you'll see the picture or would have seen the picture on our Instagram of me teasing this episode, but I'm wearing a Baywatch shirt down at SeaWorld in 1996 at like the height of Baywatch because I went to the Baywatch live show (laughs) and I was so excited. I used to love Baywatch when I was a kid. I don't remember it. So this is completely like fresh to me still. That's the thing. It's one of, Baywatch is one of those shows where everyone knows something like red bathing suits, slow motion running, David Hasloff, Pamela Anderson, but no one can name a single plot point episode, like nothing. <laughs> so like it's we're like. It's like law and order. Exactly. So we're like, well, why don't we just dive in, pun intended, into Baywatch because we really literally don't know anything about it. Like we've never just sat and like watched. Everyone just loves Baywatch for like, because you know all that stuff about it. You don't know any plot points of it. No, but it's it was fantastic. Give us some background on it, Courtney. Yeah, I'm super pumped for it because I loved it so much, but spanned three decades, Joe. So that pilot we watch is in 89. It goes all the way to 2001. So 80s, 90s, and 2000. I didn't know it went to 2001. I was blown away. Yeah, yeah. So it's a long time to be watching people slow motion run on the beach, but it's also a time period when it's cute to have like a hairy chest and run on the beach. You know, I'm not particularly into that, but you know, it's very 90s for the men to have those hairy chests so they can have at it. Um, Started on ABC, but it was canceled after the first season. It had high production costs and low ratings. So, you know, that's a disaster, but David Hasselhoff and the producers thought that it had potential. So the Hoff volunteered to take a huge pay cut and then they revived it for syndication. So the producers bought the syndication rights for 10 bucks. And then after that, Baywatch became a huge hit in the U.S. and internationally. 
It aired in over 100 countries. The slow motion running was inspired by the Olympics. So where they would use the slower frame rates to capture the runners, but also the slow-mo sequences. Like you'll see sometimes there's some like in the middle of an episode. Those were used to like pad an episode if it was like a little short of running time. So they're just like, oh, throw the slow-mo montage in there. (laughs) Doesn't hurt. Won't hurt. Right. Naturally, having a cast that is attractive and in good shape for a show like this is a necessity. So both men and women of the cast were contractually obligated to not to gain any weight. Uh, They went through 40 bottles of sunscreen every month while filming. So I did a little math. So if you're talking 11 seasons, 242 episodes, say it takes about three to four weeks to shoot. So maybe 40 bottles for every episode. That'd be between 9,000 and 10,000 bottles of sunscreen used on Baywatch. (laughs) Holy shitballs. Yeah, they definitely probably kept, you know, a couple of the sunscreen businesses and company. I got a couple more little fun things. Uh, The Hoff didn't actually want to cast Pamela Anderson, who came on in season three. In case if you don't know Pamela Anderson was on Baywatch, you've been wondering. I didn't know that Pam Anderson and Carmen Electra weren't on the original cast. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's the thing. I was like, wait, I've always known Baywatch as them. Because I, I was born in 89, so... Like when I was young enough to watch it and remember it, it was CJ and Hoff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I knew, um, I knew, I knew the core girls that would change out, which were Pam Anderson, Nicole Egghart, Yasmin Bleeth, Carmen Electra, and Erica Alenek, who's this one in the beginning. She she played a uh, Ellie Mae Clampett in the Hillbillies, the Beverly Hillbillies, when they did the movie. Did, they, did she really? Yeah, that's how I. That's the only way I know her. So I knew I did know that she wasn't in it, but she Pam Anderson comes on in season three to play CJ, but he thought that her looks would upstage his, which they did, but they also boosted the ratings and then the ratings doubled after her sex tape with Tommy Lee was uh, released. So got those Baywatch boobies just (laughs) out there for the world to see. The last thing that I have is something that I actually thought I knew and then I cross-referenced myself to make sure. So Michael, you'll see the lifeguard with the mustache. I'm like, he's got to be a real lifeguard because he doesn't really talk in this. He seems to be really good with like how to handle himself as a lifeguard, like swimming and like when they were doing, when they were scooping people up into the boat, like he was the one that was doing it. And so I noticed that and I looked it up and he's not an actor. He was a real lifeguard. And so they cast him because he could do the stunts. He knew rescue protocol. He could kind of like help, like also be on the show, but help like guide them behind the scenes. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that's kind of it. I I do want to talk about, we can talk about in the um, series finale episode, how this switched from Los Angeles to Hawaii in the last couple of seasons. And then the spinoff after that. Um, But that's kind of the big overview of Baywatch (laughs) as a thing. Red bathing suits, slow motion running, Pam Anderson and the Hoff. So, I did some character stuff. I only did three characters because we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, one, I picked David Hasselhoff, plays Mitch Buchanan, who's the main character in this. Obviously, everyone knows him from Knight Rider going into this. That's probably why he could take a pay cut. Knight Rider was a very successful show. Right. Um, Another good I was also trying to figure out about his singing career and why he's big in Germany. So, I did some research. <laughs> Great. So, he had a passion for singing and is a major recording artist in Europe. He tried to break into American music uh, in 1984 with a remake, Do You Love Me? But it bombed. His next attempt was in 1994 when he scheduled a live pay-per-view from Atlantic City. 
Guess what was going on at that time? 94. OJ Simpson ruined his comeback as David was performing the concert. OJ was traveling in Los Angeles freeway in his white Bronco. So everyone changed the channel to watch OJ and no one watches big, huge, elaborate comeback. Oh, no. <laughs> OJ. Another reason he's a son of a bitch. He took all the focus off the hop. <laughs> so he never again tried to break into the American music scene. Um, he just saves his music for his television shows and strictly European fans. Oh my gosh. He did do that. Um, remember when they took the Berlin wall down because he's like so big in Germany, he like sing at the Berlin wall. <laughs> getting there. Getting there. Don't <laughs> oh, oh sorry. I was trying to figure out why he's big in Germany. He was actually big in Austria first. The German invasion didn't happen until three years after that. Around the time the Berlin Wall fell, the country's first privately owned TV network, RTL, began broadcasting American programs, including Knight Rider, <laughs> um, you know, with the talking car. And even though Hasselhoff is of German descent, there's a village named Hasselhoff outside of Frankfurt. It wasn't the ethnic connection that resonated. I, and then I have quotes. I think Germans rather like the Americanness about him says a writer and also his music is simple and something to clap to and germans love to clap along with straightforward rhythms it's <laughs> so weird and funny and also he didn't like you were saying didn't he perform when the berlin wall fell yeah i remember so that that's an 80s thing like a big 80s thing next i did parker stevenson who is kind of like the main focal point here in this um yeah like the and main actor here i don't put him with this show ever so when he came out i was like oh parker stevenson like i i guess i never knew that at all i think the focus always goes to the girls in the hop so yeah yeah so he plays craig um he was in the hardy boys and nancy drew mysteries the love boat it seemed like everybody was in the love boat yeah at one time it's oh, a fun progression the love boat to the bay you know <laughs> <laughs> Hoff was in the love boat too oh my god so he couldn't use his real name richard parker because another actor had already had the name registered in the Screen Actors Guild. When he suggested Richard Stevenson, there was another actor with that name also. So Parker, as no, as he's known in the business, settled for Parker Stevenson, which a name now he prefers. I always thought it was a good name. Like I thought it was just like a, a straightforward name, but it was uh, unique enough. He was married to Christy Alley. Yep. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that I love her. I really His do. older brother, Hutch Parker. Produces pretty much all the X-Men movies. Wow, that's interesting. All right, so I got Sean Weatherly, who plays Jill. Mm -hmm. She was in Police Academy, TJ Hooker, uh, Miss Universe, 1980, Miss USA, 1980, Miss South Carolina, 1980. No joke with that bod. Seriously. <laughs> um, fun fact about her, her scars on her knees from two operations in high school for repairing cartilage damage um, from track injuries. <laughs> And she still did the slow-mo running on the beach. Seriously, that was the other thing I was going to get to. Why is she running on the beach then? Uh, episode fun facts. Even in Los Angeles, shooting the pilot Baywatch, panic at the Malibu beer, in the dead of January, 49-degree water wasn't working. So they moved production to Hawaii. That, that proved to be much warmer. But there were sharks in the water, so guys with stun guns were called to guard the lives of the lifeguards. Oh, my God. Because most of it after this is shot. At that one beach in L.A. and I can't think of it, right? Yeah, it's all the the beach scenes are filmed there, but the water scenes and stuff are filmed in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. Because it's 49-degree water. 
Yeah. Like when they did this, aerial view, they're out there. And that freaks me out. I love swimming in the ocean, but the sharks do. Yeah, that's freaky. Pamela Bowen was originally cast as Jill Riley, but was replaced by Sean Weatherly after admitting that she was afraid of the water and used to get physically ill from swimming. Well, I guess you can't be a freaking lifeguard. Like, come on now. Uh, They shot an enhanced pilot for European markets that featured actual nudity. They cast a girl named Hope Marie Carlton, who did a topless scene. Michael Barrick told Esquire in 2012. And the show opened with the lifeguards all gathering around with binoculars to see a photo shoot on the beach. So there were two nude scenes in the pilot that never saw the light of day. Oh my gosh, that's such a European thing is right. Hobie Buchanan, who plays the Hoff son, I was like, well, he was always played by Jeremy Jackson because I remember he had all those drug problems and he like aged himself because he did so many drugs. But here, did you notice who the kid was who was playing Hobie? Because it's different in the first season. No. Brandon Call. He was the kid on Step by Step, remember? He was the older brother on Step by Step. You probably can't tell because he's a kid. It's a little hard to tell, but he grew, even though he's kind of like a short person in real life, Brandon Call grew too much. And so David Hasselhoff wanted him to stay a younger boy for a few more seasons. So that's why they end up casting Jeremy Jackson for the... um. Holy two. crap. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now I see it. Yes. Yeah. Let's go in live view. First line, oh, the intro is awesome. This has to be a top 10 intro of all time. That's what I wrote. It's my favorite theme song. That and Growing Pains. But that, like, I get, when I hear the Baywatch theme song, I get, like, my arms go in there, like, I've been ready. Like, I'm very excited. I loved it. Right from the beginning, I just had a biggest smile on my face because this is, like, what I grew up. I remember Baywatch, and this just brought me right back to being a kid again. So I was super happy, and I was just like a giddy little kid this whole thing. I te- even texted you at one point. I go, Baywatch is everything yeah, right now. It really is. It re- Like, I was like, when you're like, well, I don't know. Like, it's an hour and a half. Like, maybe we're not supposed to watch this one. I was like, we're fucking watching this one because I watched half of it, and it's awesome. Because we're the... I love the opening scene where it's Mitch and his son, and they just got back from, like, paddleboarding or kayaking or whatever they were doing, and... The kid starts asking Mitch about this girl who keeps asking him to rub oil on her back. Yeah. He's like, what do I do? Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, what about the front? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think she can handle that. <laughs> he goes, you're 13, right? Try it and see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I don't know if, because that was seen was so quick later where he does rub sunscreen on her. But did you recognize the two kids with him? No. That's a young Kelly Martin who always reminds me of the face on the milk carton. Or she was on ER. She was on a lot of those. But the boy that takes over for him, you don't know who that was? No. Brian Austin Green from 90210. I never watched 90210. Oh, he's married to Megan Fox now and everything. I was like, oh my God, these guys are like little kids in here. It was weird. Yeah. You see, now that you brought the step-by-step thing, I'm not going to look at it the same again. (laughs) We cut to Craig, who is a lawyer apparently. But it's such a nice day that he's calling out of being a lawyer so he can call into being a lifeguard. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting because I'm like, well, how do you get to do that? You still And he was still going like through all lifeguard procedure. He wasn't just going and hanging at the beach. So I was like, well, how do you <laughs> straddle those two things? But sure, okay, well, I guess we'll just go with it. Yeah. Uh, we have Shawnee who's driving around in a pink Jeep and she sees Eddie. And she's like, wait, wait, stop. That girl is thirsty. She is so. There's thirsty. a lot of thirsty girls in this episode. They, there's so much '90s shit going on. First of all, like crop tops for m- women and men, jeeps, 
standing up out of the Jeep, brown eyebrows, bleach blonde hair. Like everything is so, I know it's 89, but it's the beginning of like all that nineties shit. And she, Mm -hmm. I was, I was trying to look up a picture of her. And when I typed it in the character name, uh, she and Eddie get married. Cause it said like, Shawnee and Eddie wedding or something. So they must at some point get married. Yeah. Because they're complete opposites and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but they're the same at the same time. Do you know, are they, they're not the Coast Guard, right? They're just lifeguards? Just lifeguards. Okay. Because I got a little confused because I was like, wow, there's a lot of procedures and like schooling and all that stuff just to be a lifeguard? It's probably because that's one of the most popular beaches in the country. Okay. You saw the crowds. Right. Like, yeah, they said there was like a million people. They probably have the the real boat crew in real life. The helicopter must be the Coast Guard. It's definitely not a lifeguard thing. Okay. Okay. Because that's how I was like, wow, this is like a hell of a facility. And like when she was talking to Eddie about like schooling and all that stuff. And I was like, are they the Coast Guard? No. I Well, there was at least 27 guard posts. Yeah. Going at once. Right. So you need a control center, you know, to call in backup. There was like trucks and everything. Okay. So you find out it's Mitch's first day as a lieutenant. He's been promoted. Uh, he hates wearing his Amityville Police Department from Jaws outfit. Um, <laughs> he wants to wear it with flip-flops, basically. Yeah. He's like, I don't even wear socks, let alone <laughs> like shiny dress shoes. Um, next, we see this girl on a bike. Who, by the way, is wearing a puffy sweatshirt and sh- like long jeans and everyone else is in like half a shirt and the shortest shorts ever. I was like, how is she not sweating to death when everyone around her is just like in beach attire? Well, actually, she was probably the most comfortable because it was actually really cold yes. when they were filming. <laughs> I think we were filming this early in the winter. Because um, no one was on the beach. No one would yeah. be on the beach in the winter. So you can actually film. So this bitch on the bike, I'm just going to refer to her as bike girl for the rest of the thing. Just so you know, or I didn't really give her crazy a name. girl, but. There's no smoke uh, coming out of a cigarette as she finally gets to the pier and decides to light her cigarette. Um, no smoke comes out. Um, she lights this note on fire, throws it in the water. Craig's stuck under the pier, the same pier that she's on. His truck is stuck in the sand. He's getting absolutely walloped by waves, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense to me. Waves are coming in the windows of his truck. <laughs> this girl hops up on the... Um, the railing and starts like tight walking the railing she falls in the water craig sees her luckily goes out to save her he gets slammed against a post it's a pretty cool scene um motion fall was like mm, like oh it was, it was <laughs> the slowest fall ever um the music in this show is fantastic the yeah. music matches what's going on in the show the music matches the time period the tempo it's fantastic at one point i thought that was phil collins playing i don't think it was in retrospect but i was like is this phil collins like there was some good stuff going on so she gets rescued by him and she like immediately falls in love with him even though he's probably like 15 ish 20 years older than her yes he's visibly older. he brings her. her back to the lifeguard stand like the main place i'm like why is she not in a hospital well, they have their own little, you know, when you're hurt room. What do you call Probably it? a triage center. It doesn't, yeah. but this girl <laughs> almost drowned. She should be going to the hospital. No, just give her a sweatshirt and fill out a form and send her on her way. They <laughs> give her a sweatshirt. She goes, oh, is this Craig's sweatshirt? <laughs> and this was like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Do you watch um, Riverdale? I did the first season or two. She's Betty's mom on Riverdale. Holy shit. Really? He's actually in a lot of stuff. Her name, I'm not going to say her name right, but um, she's gorgeous. 
especially in this. She's very oh, yeah. Lovely. I was like, wow, she's really attractive. She should be a main person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be her only episode. But, um, yeah, she's the mom in that. She's Betty's mom. So just to give you kind of reference, there's a lot okay. of familiar faces here who just kind of don't look familiar because they're so young. See, I didn't even go that far down the casting list. No, I didn't have to. I know them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm not good with that, recognizing old faces. <laughs> I'm I'm good at recognizing faces of stuff I've seen them in before, but it's newer stuff. Like I can usually pick them out. Like I did, I found the guy on the tractor was like a minor character in... Rescue me and stuff like that. I can pick that shit out. Yeah. Like really random people. Yeah. But not like people that you would know. Right. That's why we got you, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget a face. I might not remember her name, but I never forget a face. So we got um, Mitch gives the worst speech as his first day as a lieutenant in the history of the world. Shawnee gets told that she's on a boat for the day. She gets upset because she wanted to hang out with her friends at the lifeguard stand. Yeah, she's so brazen. The first day on the job, like, usually you're a little, like, whatever. But that just shows her immaturity because, like, she's bitching because she's got to go on the boat. She's wearing a bathing suit that's, like, barely a bathing suit. (laughs) Like, like, has her stomach cut out. It's a bikini, basically. Yeah, and she's like, I thought we could pick out our own bathing suits. It's like, no, you got to have, like. He's like, yeah, but where are you going to put your patch? Yeah. There's no place for it. I want Tower 27. That's where I hang out with my friends. And it's like, well, no, like you're here to work. Yeah. So uh, you can immediately tell her immaturity. Yeah. Um, there's a fantastic random music montage in the middle of the episode as their day starts of like everyone opening up their tower tents, them all spinning the, the lifeguard buoy on their hand. Yep. That spin is very iconic because I think that's in almost every season in the, in the theme. Yep. Um, next, we have this random Australian gymnast dude who drops in to tell Hoff that he's mad that they didn't just let him become a lifeguard, even though he's breaking all of um, Mitch's records, and that he's working at the private club next door. This is very much like Baywatch the movie, if you watched it. Oh, I didn't. No. Like, Zach Efron is basically this guy, and The Rock is Mitch. Okay. Yeah, because I did not care for this fella. Yeah. And he hands him a card that says he's a virgin converter, which I, that, that was funny. But like, even when I was, the episode was done, I was like, what do we need that guy for? Like, I guess he'll probably come in later, but he sucked. He also disappeared like three quarters of the way through and we'll talk about it, but yeah. (laughs) And says, and then he says, well, I don't need your help. He goes, we all kind of both help each other out. Mitch is saying like, we'll help you out. You got to help us out. That's the way this arrangement's always been. And he's like, I don't need your help. And then jumps back out the window and does like a front flip somersault down the beach after shimmying up the pole like get the fuck out of here now we have this crazy girl i'm here for it though i was here for the craziness it was fun yeah i wanted to see where it would go it was very fatal attraction but i I was loving it i thought very swim fan oh how i propose the guy's last name is cronin and swim fan too so yeah (laughs) crazy's watching craig help a woman like that woman was clearly even older than Craig. Like she, why was she threatened by that so much? I have no idea. She's like, well, fuck this. And goes and like, keys the woman's car. Keys. Oh yeah. That was cr- car. Yeah. So she basically waits outside Craig's stand. Craig's just like helping this woman who cut her foot, like putting peroxide on it. And they're smiling at each other. So she gets pissed. See, I didn't know Craig was married at, at that point. So I was like, before she keyed the car, I was like, oh, maybe they'll have a little romance, even though he was older. Like, but no, once she keyed the car, I was like, oh, we're going down this path. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Left turn. Yeah. Um, so we have our first big rescue. Um, there's a bunch of people that are getting stuck in a riptide, um, which is big in my neck of the woods uh, as well. And I love how 
Hoff. Uh, I'm gonna. I I'm trying to stick with just Mitch, but I keep saying I Hoff. I but know. like whatever. Um, we have Mitch just blaring his truck down through the sand with like tons of people on the beach. <laughs> the new kid saves a girl from drowning. The Australian it like doesn't know what's going on. Okay, so like Mitch rips the clothes off, a la Superman, and gets like the red trunks back on. He's gonna go out there and do it himself because the old guy Ale like didn't make it in time they weren't making that super clear there but i figured it out later like al wasn't making it in there in time so that's basically like why mitch had to jump back in the water yeah and he tells the aussie guy he's like go save the kid i'm gonna get the girl like that's like because there was like a group of like six. she was further away yeah so he's like i can handle swimming further than you right exactly but the australian guy took it as a challenge he goes and saves the girl Leaves Hoth to rescue two people. Just passes by the other people that are drowning. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking weirdo. And actually, I did think in this part, it was a pretty good action sequence. And I liked how they were doing, like, the aerial views of people diving in and, like, and, like people drowning. And then there was pretty good swimming skills by the actors. Like I say, that one guy, Michael, is a lifeguard. But, I mean, for the rest of them, they're just actors. There was some pretty good, like, swimming skills mm -hmm. going on. you have boat sequence you have a helicopter you have people like getting picked up yeah. and stuff it was it was really good i thought it was great they put someone who's drowning onto a boat that shawnee's on shawnee freezes she can't do the cpr she didn't even get in the water yeah not a good first day for shawnee yeah she freezes the other girl who's pretty much her mentor supposed to be her mentor gives the cpr saves the girl and then mitch goes off on the australian dude being like what the hell are you doing Pretty much. And by the way, the Aussie has like the one he saved. He's just like now macking on on the beach, like puts his arm around her and they continue down the beach like that. Like... Well, that was the girl he was checking out earlier. Okay. Okay. I thought it was the one he saved. I was like, what the fuck? And next we see Mitch. He wants to climb up the like a mast of the sailboat the same way the Australian kid did. And all <laughs> of a sudden his ex-wife catches him like three quarters of the way up. And we find out his kid snuck out of summer school to come to the beach, which is something they don't want to happen. They get in the car together. She says that she wants full custody of the kid. And they get in a, in a big heated argument. And they put their back up against either side of the car, not looking at each other. I did expect that that storyline would be worked out by the end. But it wasn't. You know, this is still a time period where a lot of shows are doing like the one-offs, right? So I was like, oh, they'll probably work out the custody by the end, you know, they whatever, whatever. But they didn't. So that's got to be worked out at some point in the season. Mm -hmm. We see that Bike Girl has made her way to Craig's Tower. She's wearing a Komodo, silky, two glasses of champagne. How does she get the champagne? She's underage. There's still a point in time in the 80s when you can drink at 18. Oh, okay. hear that ended well because that you see that there was like a little welcome home party from her and i write down i go welcome home from where the nut ward and like oh yeah actually i was right so <laughs> <laughs> we find out later yeah she did come home from a mental institution no shock after this fucking rigmarole and he gets caught by a guy who drives by as the girl is disrobed and is butt ass naked in the top like outside the tower not even inside the tower he goes it's some kind of victim fixation like oh is that a lifeguard term is it it is. It's like a thing. Oh, okay. It's a real thing. Okay. You would know that if you were a psychology major. Um, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she runs away and he like wants to go after her. And I'm like, dude, can you just let her go? Don't run after the half-naked underage girl after the old gruff guy like saw you on the beach with her. Next, Mitch goes to a man's house, goes to Al's house. Yeah. And we find out that Al is his dad. What? Al's his dad? Yes. There was pictures of him and this kid 
and all of them fishing. I thought that Al was his dad. Wait, shut the fuck up. Yes, Father Al Buchanan. Talk. Oh, actually, his name is Al Gibson. Oh, Al Buchanan's a whole different guy. Wait, one cotton picking minute. Do you want to know the weirdest part? Wait, you're gonna die for this fact that I just discovered. What? The guy that played Al in the pilot episode that we watched here comes back. Comes back in seasons two, three, and four and plays an entirely different character. That happens to a few different characters in the show. What? You, how He was such a main storyline. We'll get to how he was a main storyline after. But he was such a main storyline. How are you going to just... It's like, how are you going to come back and have him play a whole other character? They, apparently, they've done that with a few actors during this. It was just one of those things, I guess. What? Okay. It doesn't make any sense because, like you said, he was such a big part of this and, like, focal point, as we'll get to in a minute, but doesn't make any sense. Holy they shit. must be, like, really good friends. Or maybe Al was his mentor. Yeah, so that makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, so he goes to Al's house, who I guess is just his friend, all right? And they're just talking, and they're talking about retirement. He goes, Al, you know, why don't you join me and help me run things? Because, as you saw today, he's a liability. Or so they think. Here's where I put, can we put a stop to bike girl yet she follows craig to the party that the lifeguards throw can we talk about this party for just uno momento it's popping it's popping there's a lot of 80s music i'm loving shawnee's outfit everything's awesome why is there a pool in the middle where eddie is swimming laps back and forth in the middle of the party stay in shape baby it's a lifeguard party (laughs) there's probably blow everywhere yeah it's like it's a lifeguard party but like like it's weird and like Craig is dressed in like a Malibu tank top with jeans and his wife is in some like matronly dress. So it's like, what, like, what was the, what was the style guide for this party? <laughs> it's the eighties baby. That's, yeah. that's the answer. It's Anything goes. She goes into the bathroom where uh, Craig's wife's putting on makeup. She asks to use his blush. She says, oh, I was saved by this most heroic guy today. He said he wouldn't be able to live if I had died. We made love in his lifeguard stand. They walk out together and she goes, oh, that's him over there. And points to Craig. First of all, that's an uncomfortable, like, think about being Craig's wife before you even find out, like, it's your husband. Just, like, why is this girl asking to use my blush? Like, that's unsanitary. And, like, telling me she banged a lifeguard in the tower. Like, this is a fucking weird train of events. It is. And even if she was like, that is probably too dark for you. She goes, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I like dark or some fucking weird line. They have this, like, big blow up in front of the entire party and they leave. Now we have Eddie, who is such a clam. Ugh, he I don't think to have, This is an important scene, though, because Shawnee cracked during the rescue. He's cracking right now because he just wants to go home because he can't get over the fact of what he did today, that he saved someone. He said it was like that person was saving me. You know, originally I was a little irritated because I was like, okay, if they went to the school together and Mitch automatically put Eddie in Tower 27 and then it was like, Shawnee, like, you got to be on the boat. I guess maybe in school he could tell like who had more potential, but it seemed like he just automatically like went with Eddie. But yeah, here they're kind of matching up more with their inexperiences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is why I was saying they're polar opposites, but they're the same. Right. He can perform when the shit hits the fan, but he's not good outside of it. She's good outside of it, but can't perform when she's in the shit. Eddie doesn't give a lot in this episode. You get a lot more depth from Shawnee, even though she seems like such like a twit. Like you get more depth from her, whereas Eddie, like you really don't get to know. And he is one of the main people. Yeah. You're supposed to, you don't have to know everything about everyone. It's the pilot. It was an hour and 35 minutes. 
But he wasn't the main p- person in this. You were supposed to know that he could handle himself. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. They're focusing on other people's growth, and they'll get to his probably Later. as the season. Well, I, we did find out he was a. At one point, he does talk about how he was a foster kid, but it's such like a one-off line that they don't give it a lot of anything yet. Yeah, I didn't even write a note about it, but he helps this kid, and uh, he goes, "I had three sets of parents growing up." The kid was like, "How did that happen?" He's like, "Oh, well, my last name's Foster, or something like that." You're. I, he's supposed to be like a mystery. He doesn't have to be an open book. Everyone else is a wide open book. That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't mind that part of it. It was almost just like sometimes he was forgotten, where she always, they always kind of referenced back to her a little bit more. Well, also they put him in one of the tougher stands because he has to watch out for the people next to him too. Yeah. So he must have been really, really good. Yes, because he did make a comment at one point, Mitch does, where he's like, Shawnee's a great swimmer, but not, you know, like basically her maturity lack, her maturity lacks. Yeah, and... Uh, the next scene is bike girl calls Craig's house. They both get home in the most eighties house in the world. It looked you like you see the monk statue behind the bed that just stares down at them, like while they're in bed. Their house looked like the people next door to the Griswolds in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes, it was so. It's that modern eighties, like everything, just like white and glass. Yes, squared off bed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just... everything's cubes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> The girl somehow knew Craig got Craig's number. She says that she's going to kill herself if he doesn't show up to help her. The wife smartly goes with him. Very smart move. Because a lot could go haywire if she didn't go. They rush down to the beach. She says her dad beats her, has marks around her neck. And I was like, finally, Craig is vindicated. Which Gina was very forgiving because... I mean, they leave that party in kind of a huff, but they are in bed together, like, when the girl calls. So, like, obviously, Gina, the wife, forgave him. Yeah, it, it's very complicated, but she was very smart. She even, like, tried to help. Basically, they let her stay there the night after she acted like a nut. And then Craig leaves the next morning, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to go talk to her dad without her and leave her there with the wife. Like, hey, have you never seen Fatal Attraction? Have you never seen Basic like read a room yeah goes to the house find out that the dad is dead yeah 10 years ago she was in a mental institution she just got released basically she lures craig's wife so she she takes her under the pier because i was like okay they're gonna go to the pier like what's she gonna push her in no she takes her under the pier and she's like well this is where the homeless people hang out and there's like one cutout in the fence where like you can climb in to go under the pier and i was like like don't go in there and Gina's like gets this look on her face she's like I'm not going in there and she's like please like please and then she just like runs off into the darkness so of course Gina's got to chase after her I knew (laughs) I knew she was going to try to stab her obviously because she took that like diving knife that Craig had but what I thought was surprising (laughs) this is like smart but fucking totally insane was that she wrote a suicide note from the wife's perspective to try to look like oh she killed herself under the beer because (laughs) Like, it's total, like, teenagerhood and crazy, but also, like, kind of, like, intelligent at the same time. Intelligent for a crazy person, yes. Because I was like, I expected just to be, like, a whatever note, just, like, a bullshit thing. And then she's in there reading, and she's like, this is a suicide, like, basically, like, this is a suicide note from me. Like, and she tries to slit her wrist to make her look like she, like. Killed herself. Yeah, that was really strange. Yeah. But Craig shows up in time reciting some of the poem that she had written for him she gets her to calm down he reaches through another hole in the fence and disarms her it was suspenseful in that moment not that i thought the wife was gonna die i didn't but like 
just the way she was coming after her and there was like no way out like it was mm-hmm. crazy. and um we have pretty much the apex of the episode which will bring us basically to the end we have the scene where al and mitch's son are on a fishing charter boat and the cook goes to put a new thing of propane in so we can start cooking propane starts leaking out so the boat starts to blow up everyone's diving into the water mass fire people are diving overboard into the water some people have life jackets some don't and i was like this is how you fucking do a pilot right up to this point let's just recap a small recap right like we've gotten like teenage angst people fighting for their lives there's drowning scenes there's like a fucking fatal attraction whole plot line and now we got like explosion on the titanic going on like mm-hmm. there's a lot the scenes are fantastic in this you have the lifeguards who swim out to the boats the boats pick them up yeah. like you do this like arm lock thing it was so impressive yeah and i was like let's go let's get yeah. all those people out there i was super pumped i was like production value city for 1989 fabulous that's probably why they had to cancel it because there was aerial views that you know were taken from like a helicopter charter the ship has capsized with the two people that were making fun of al and mitch's son who's by far the smartest one because those two people are just like ah, ah, ah like freaking out and hope he's like wasting oxygen hear somebody mitch <laughs> and al they brought scuba gear out very smart mitch dives down but the thing is mitch has been swimming mitch goes down first and sees a hole and is trying to break the hole because he knows hobie and the other two are in there and then al goes down and he kind of like points to him and he's like you up type thing so that mitch could go up and get this um scuba gear and that's when al's like breaking he's the one who like really breaks the boat and like gets in there and basically starts shoving the people out to mitch who has the scuba gear and up one by one by one they go off. yeah so al was smart enough to know that mitch was hyper kind of hyperventilate if he was down there punching and stuff after doing all that swimming when al's still pretty fresh just from swimming outside the water right he gets the two people out however al gets tangled in fishing gear those two in the hobie they are basically on the boat at this point and al hasn't come up for air yet and they're like what the fuck because he's caught in that net mitch dives back down gets al however when they put him on to give him cpr he ends up dying it's weird that he goes on to be another character because he's a pretty big focus right here. and they have a ceremony for al with like everyone lined up in all their dress uniforms and all the ships and like drive out into the water which i assume they dump his ashes because they say he's going to become one with the sea yes this was a mini movie to be the pilot but only an hour and 35 minutes so not that much longer than a tip you know a typical episode could be like 49 minutes so i thought that was really a nice arc for al like we didn't because it showed that al still had it like he went and saved people and like you know fuck that shit up on that on that boat to get those people out he wasn't some old winded guy like they because this was an ensemble cast they had to give a few minutes to everybody and so we didn't get a ton of time with al but the time we got was like a perfect start middle finish story Mm -hmm. well the great thing about it is it's actually a throwback to when mitch goes to meet al and ask him about retiring or not retiring but coming off the beach he's painting this beautiful picture of these fishes and he goes is that what the bay used to look like when you first got here he goes yeah i used to go down to it i could hold my breath for about three five minutes and go look at the reef that's right so it was a perfect circle at the end that he was down there a very long time is because he used to do it as a kid and it was like his one last 
to show we still got it type deal. And then it's kind of business as usual. They do a montage of people opening back up their um, towers and everything. And we find out that Shawnee now has her own tower. My favorite pilot so far. Like this shit is like why I wanted to start doing this podcast to find stuff like this. Like this is what I wanted to find and I found it. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you. People are going to think we're absolutely insane, but go watch the true pilot. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed this as well. I can't wait to see what everyone thinks of this episode. I'm sure we're going to get lots of comments and DMs and be like, yeah, they're like why are you, are you doing Baywatch? But it was awesome. <laughs> can't wait to do the next episode. This was an A plus recommendation, Courtney. You were like, maybe we should do Baywatch. And I'm like, I used to fucking love Baywatch when I was a kid. I pulled that. That was one that wasn't even on our original list. And I'm searching through things. I'm thinking about some different stuff. I go, why don't we do Baywatch? Because everyone thinks they know Baywatch and nobody can name a fucking like plot. Seriously. You can name two characters and no plot points. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so pumped that we did this. Thank you so much for being on board with it. And I'm loving oh, it. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, I want, I'm, give me all the, I, I might just do, we might just do a nineties a thon now. Cause I'm just like, yeah. this made me happy. Yeah, like generally, yeah, I was genuinely happy for an hour and a half of my life yeah. during this <laughs> fucking shit show of a world we live in. So the more we can do that, the more I can tell people about that, I think the better we'll all be. So come back Thursday, follow us on Instagram at Spoil Everything Pod. Leave us a five-star review. Slide in my DMs. Tell us you want to come on. Tell us some ideas. We're ready for it. I've re- rejuvenated because of Baywatch. Absolutely. Uh, just in general. So... Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you Thursday. I'll be ready.